the fire, merry meet, dare to more than dabble. All are welcome at our hearth for a little bonfire babble. Bonfire babble. Welcome to the bonfire. Exploring magic with two modern witches. I'm Corey. And I'm Detta. And we are in the studio today. It's very good stuff. Mm-hmm. I like being in person. I do too. Yeah. We we just weren't in the studio together because we have learned the hard way <laughs> not to do interviews that you probably heard back a couple of weeks ago from this particular one. Mm. Uh, it, when we're together, because for some reason my internet goes screwy and it is Mercury retrograde. Yeah, and the tech just cannot hang. And so we have to do those remote. Yeah. But Runa brought the magic yeah that was fun we had no tech problems as a person who's never met her that was a really fun way to meet her yeah yeah i like her a lot yeah as i'm sure if you heard the podcast we, you know. yes it's yeah. very clear yeah <laughs> I, I was get, even though i see her all the time yeah you guys I, are buds i just like oh my god <laughs> anyway well hi hi uh, we do have a little bit of babble today. Do we? And then we're going to get to our fabulous topic, which is astral everything. Astral everything. <laughs> and, but I have to ask. Yeah. How's the Gorillas concert? Oh my God. And yes, I did know some of the music you all <sighs> when she played some, but not a lot of it. It was so good. It was so good. And I got to be very, very, very close to the stage. Just like very close. Yeah. yeah. And like I could make eye contact with people on stage. And there were so many incredible like guests and the opener was Earth Gang and they are mm. so good. And like the stage was just positively bursting with black excellence. Like it mm. was the most beautiful it was like being at church if i it's what i feel like church would feel like if i felt anything about church wow uh it they well, it is church in yeah a kind of way i think music it's communing for well, sure yeah. huge people and around me frequencies and, absolutely yeah and like dancing around with other people who are just like really in it uh, there were people fully smoking joints in front of me, though, which was rough because I was like, I did not come here to be stoned, my mm-hmm. guy. Uh, but otherwise, other than me being a grandpa about it, I was it was really fun. And they played an incredible set and they played stuff from all the different phases of their music. And then they played the two songs that are on their upcoming album that are out. And I'm they were so it was just so good. It was so good. That is the fact that they played from every phase. Yeah. Of the, I love that. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, musicians. Thanks, musicians. <laughs> they played like they played the hits. Yeah. Because you got to. Because some of their hits are so iconic that you got to. Mm-hmm. But like they also, uh, like, Feel Good Inc. has. Not Feel Good Inc., excuse me. Clint Eastwood has a remix that's very, very good. And so they played they played Clint Eastwood most of it, and then they transitioned into playing the remix. And the guest who raps on that remix came out and did it. Wow. And it was incredible. And it was beautiful and wonderful, and it was just really fun. Wow. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad you had fun, and I'm glad you got to go. Me too. Because I know that was a last-minute thing. Yeah. It was. I'm trying to debate if I want to put myself through the mental gymnastics of justifying the Florence and the Machine ticket because I love her. Oh my God, which witchy, witchy, witchy. I want to go so bad. I want to go so bad, but I just don't think I can swing it. Wow. When is she coming? October 4th. Oofba. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. And in October. Yeah. Oh, Florence. I know. It'd be worth it to me to even get like nosebleed bullshit seats, except for the fact that the inside of Climate Pledge Arena is so steep it's huge it's so steep yeah i went to a hockey game with my friend because she has season tickets uh-huh. and like this the rise on the steps is so high and the run on the step is so narrow mm. it's there it's just so steep that you get i don't even get vertigo but i get like vertigo 
on those steps. That sounds terrifying. Which is why I had to give floor tickets for this show because I was like, I am. There's no way oh, I could stand and dance and vibe and like have a good time in one of those seats. Also, I am, you know, thick of thigh and large of ass, and those seats do not accommodate that. Fuck them. I'm also tall. You are tall. Well, I'm tall enough that those seats are a problem. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oofba. Well, I discovered something the week of, well, I guess not September 18th, of September 12th-ish. Mm-hmm. Like this whole week. Or maybe it was last week. I don't know. Okay. It was within September. Okay. I am a huge fan of the film League of Their Own. With Gina Davis mm-hmm. and Tom Hanks and Love Madonna it. and Rosie O'Donnell. Yes, and yeah. have been for forever. It's iconic. I haven't yes. watched the show yet. I want to. The show, Corey. It is so queer, you all. Yeah. It is so... I mean, think if you've watched The L Word, okay, think that without all the nudity. You don't get all that. Because it is... <laughs> it is. Well, oh, is it network? No, it's not network. No. It's, yeah. Well, probably because they're the women that they are yes. and the non-binary that they are and there's something i want to talk about so badly i but promise i will watch it out long enough well and i also don't want to spoil it for anybody i will just say this there was a huge queer lifestyle in the 20s this is set in the 40s 1943 but there was a Huge lifestyle, and we get to witness it from all honest angles, how it's going on in the 40s. I love that. They have incorporated Black woman, who is the most fabulous, wonderful human. Oh, my God. And if you watched The Good Place, not a human. It's got Darcy Carden in it. Janet. Do you know who I'm in love with? Darcy Carden. Are you? Oh, yes. Oh, you're going to die. When she didn't win that Emmy Mm -hmm. for that episode of Good Mm -hmm. Place, I was ready to flip a table. Yeah, Yeah, we can go throw things at people. Oh, I was mad. If she doesn't win an Emmy for this, I will be angry. But the lead is also great. You all, oh my God, so much kissing, so much (laughs) other stuff, so much everything, so much. And she is one of the main kissers. And so... (laughs) You will have some fun. So I just had to tell all my queer listeners out there. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. Oh, my God. I'm really excited about it. I just haven't something I've been talking to my therapist about. I just Mm. haven't had the uh, like attention span Mm -hmm. to watch anything right now. Like, I really want to watch Sandman. I really want to finish Umbrella Academy. Mm -hmm. But like the way I feel right now is I would have to force myself to like muscle through it and I want to actually enjoy it. Yeah, you do. So I'm just like waiting until I'm I'm waiting until I feel like I can just get through some media and enjoy it. I'm going to send you some energy. Thanks. I'm having a rough two weeks, everybody. It's fine. I'm fine. It's fine. I just am having a rough two weeks. It'll be okay. Yeah, it'll be okay. The Equinox is coming. That always jazzes me up. Yeah. And it's Mercury Retrograde. We're supposed to be like, I know. I know. I have to plan these better about like maybe not recording so much during this time. No, we have to though. Yeah. Because we can't record too far in advance. No, I know. We can't. That that felt weird. Stuff gets weird. I did. Stuff got weird this summer. I didn't like that. So yeah. But not too far. But anyway. You did have to go on vacation because vacation is important. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. We we all got to do that. Take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. But having said that, that's all I have for Babel. Go watch League of Their Own. <laughs> hot, hot, hot. Okay, I don't, I'll stop. I'll stop. <laughs> I don't know if I have any Babel. Just that yeah, think- I'm. Just that I was really jazzed about the newsletter this month, and I really am proud of the grab bag for mm-hmm. the um for the Patreon this month that I did. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Thanks. Yeah. I love it. I enjoyed it very much. And I hope that you all do too. And if you get the newsletter, I would love to know if you tried that fun dice and tarot spread thing. Let me know how it went. I'm excited about that. Yeah. And I forgot to say something Uh in my newsletter that Uh I'll have to put on Patreon and maybe on Instagram about what I found out. Oh. Yeah. That was supposed to go in the newsletter. I just cut it because... 
I write a lot. <laughs> yeah. I Although, I think this was the shortest written tarot poll I have ever done on Patreon. It so was, I think. Go. I worked really hard to keep it brief. The first time, funny story behind the curtain. The first time we, I drafted a newsletter, Dennis sent me her herb spotlight. And I had to, like, take a breath and be like, Detta, the whole newsletter is going to be, like, two pages. And her spotlight was, like, four and a half pages. Okay, it was only four. <laughs> Three and a half. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was very long. She was like, oh. So I'm very glad that you have the Patreon where you can sort of expound a little bit. Uh, me too. Me too. <laughs> it was uh, funny. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. You have a lot to say about your herbs. I do. It's true. It's sometimes. good. And, and sometimes, sometimes, like, it's like, like yeah, yeah, it's the syrup and... There you go, and there you I don't go. have anything, which it's is why I'm doing new moon and I literally cannot rituals. imagine you saying that about any herb. Well, that you don't have okay. anything. I, well, I'm not going to talk about it now. Okay. Hi, I have lots of library stuff. Me too. Uh, can I give my sources? Yeah. Do you mind if we give our sources at the same time so I don't yeah. have to revisit them? That'd For be sure. awesome. Yeah. Uh, I've got LiveScience.com. <gasps> Me too. MiriamWebster.com. Science.HowStuffWorks.com. TinyRituals.co. EcoInstitute.org. PhilosophyNow.org. MindBodyGreen.com. Vice.com. LearnReligions.com. MelMagazine.com. And of course, the ubiquitous Wikipedia. <laughs> And I have me, 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 and me. And also, clevelandclinic.org, medium.com, mission, oh my gosh, and that is by Colton Swab. The whole link will be there. It is an amazing article. I love, I love his writing so very much. And thecrimson.com, livescience.com, as you said, cures.com. And then I have a couple of books that i will talk about when we get to the bonfire that kind of stuff okay yeah Yeah. so that's mine amazing yeah you want to go for it yeah all right let's do it sure in this essay i will no i'm just kidding (laughs) Uh, but i am going to start with a definition which is some Mm -hmm. cheesy senior in high school nonsense but here we are i wrote it down too (laughs) because some of you might not know you might not know so we're defining the term astral projection okay Merriam-Webster defines astral projection as the ability of a person's spirit to travel distant places. Awesome. That's a very simple sort of TLDR, like very succinct statement until you pick at the words in it. And then you start to sort of have to understand much larger concepts. And I will add to Corey's definition, the astral plane, a plane of existence inhibited by astral bodies. Astral bodies. Inhibited? In, in, inhabited. Sorry. I can't even read my own writing. <laughs> and, it's, and it's on a computer. I really have no excuse. <laughs> People on the astral plane described passing through one another constantly is the sentence that they used. But hmm. um, I have never experienced. Well. Never mind. Yes, maybe. Okay, we'll talk about it later. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) The term astral projection was coined in the 19th century by the Theosophists, which is a religion created by a woman whose last name I can't remember and I forgot to write it down. Uh, It starts with a B. It's like Bravatsky or something. Blavansky. Blavansky. And she is from the Ukraine. Yeah. And she's from Ukraine. But the idea of astral travel or astral projection supposes that there is a subtle body, an energetic body or spirit or soul with autonomy within the body, which saying it, it's like, okay, yeah, sure. That's a huge concept. That's a humongous concept that supposes so much say it one more time for me it supposes that there is a subtle body or energetic body or soul with autonomy 
within the within the gross body or physical body. Yep. So to 21 grams, baby. To astral project or travel, one has to sort of buy into the idea that there is a an energy mm-hmm. within oneself that through meditation or or trance or focus can go to somewhere else. There are practices like this that exist all the way back in ancient Egypt mm-hmm. regarding Ba or the soul. It's referenced uh, and cited often from Corinthians. There's a reference to a soul traveling to, quote, the third heaven. Paul wrote about it as well. Yeah. Oh, my least favorite writer in the Bible. <laughs> what a dick. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's all across Western esotericism, just like all over the place. Everywhere. There is the Linga Sarira, which I know I pronounced incorrectly. I do not speak Sanskrit. I am sorry for that, but it's from Hinduism. Uh, it exists, the concept exists in Taoism. Uh, it exists within Japanese mythology, as well as within the people of the Amazon, the indigenous people of the Amazon, and in some Inuit groups. And in the Quran. And Inuit groups, for those that don't know, are the indigenous people of the north, basically, like mm-hmm. Alaska, lower Greenland, the upper reaches of, of Canada. Wow. Arctic folks, basically. Cool. I'm going to go just a little bit further back. The first time they saw astral plane in anything, Mm -hmm. not projection, not what Corey just talked about, (laughs) was 1747. Well, it was between 1747 and 65 from Emanuel Swedenborg in his spiritual diary. Oh. I guess he was a pastor. I don't know much about him. I just discovered him. Hmm. But that's the first time they saw it written in the, I'm going to say, probably in the Western European world. Sure. Again, I haven't done that research. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I know, right? One last note is that there are two sort of interpretations of what it means to astral project. There are two main, two, mm, I'll say two yeah. main schools of thought on it. Uh, there is the classical meaning like that the theosophists have i don't know where the emphasis in that word goes i theosophists i that's what i thought it was but i might is be it wrong. i don't know i'm not one so i don't know and what that means is that they have they believe that there is one absolute belief system and that it is correct right and that is what you should so there <laughs> i know some other I groups know. like that well in christian so, theosophists are the same, yes. Yeah, so the classical meaning of astral projection in those circles is uh, that you travel astrally to have the other heavens or other stars, uh, whereas whereas uh, there is another more modern interpretation of astral projection where the astral self can travel to other parts of our physical world, mm. like in Charmed. Yeah. How... Yeah. Um, Prue used to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Before we get into any more yeah. wonderful intellectual stuff that Detta has, I also just want to have you all look up something on your own that is really fascinating that started during quarantine, where the handle or the tag would be r slash astral army. And basically, there are innumerable articles about this. People who to beat the, frankly, insanity that was being cooped up in a 500-square-foot apartment for days and days and months and months on end, were trying to learn how to astral project. And there's whole groups of people, and especially on Reddit, there are forums of people teaching other people how and talking about the things they experience. Now, I don't really fuck with Reddit. Like, I don't get on there a lot. I don't really understand how it works my interactions on reddit have been almost universally terrible so people are obnoxious on that site that's just you know my experiences and i know some people have found really great communities and stuff they have on there which is like lovely but please look it up because i was fascinated did they succeed 
according to people who were trying it. Yeah. That's awesome. And so there's whole articles that were written in Melmet Magazine as well as in Vice and a bunch of other, I think I saw one in like, I can't remember, some pop culture magazine. Cool. And it's wild. It's mm. wild what people are talking about experiencing. And also people who are like, Look, if you're trying to astral project, this gets a little conspiracy theory y for me, but also it doesn't hurt anyone to think it. So, like, whatever, believe what you want. People who are like, don't try to astral project to the Pentagon because the government has like astral wards up and things like that. And it's like, you know what? The government's done weirder shit. I'm, I, I, it doesn't mean anything to me either way if it is or isn't true but i was reading that and i was like wow people are deep in this Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) like people are deep in it being like don't try to get into any classified stuff because you'll just end up hurting yourself just fascinating stuff like that Uh, so please look it up because it's interesting as heck wow that's it for me for the library. Oh, it is? Okay. Yes. I'm going to piggyback on something you already said. Great. About the uh, different heavens. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you are going through... So if you look at the Quran, they have the same thing as astral projection. But Muslim, they believe that there are seven different heavens. And that is their astral plane. But sometimes they refer to it as that, I guess, now in, in modern day. And... This all actually started a long, long time ago, as Corey said, in Egypt, but also Plato and Aristotle both talked about it, and they talked about wildly the four earthly elements and then the fifth element, the spirit. Hmm. When you are astral projecting, if you're not doing that on this plane, it one of the theories is, is that it's a celestial place that you are going to and when we go our energy and our consciousness or our subconscious is the etheric body that Corey was talking about or your astral body mm-hmm. and that's what's going to the astral plane but where what is the astral plane and right. the hermetics talk about it absolutely talk about it and that's why i want you to read the medium article because he describes it so well they don't come right out and say it but their tenants their principles which is what so much of our witchcraft and manifestation and evolving as human beings is is based on in witchcraft. A, a lot of us, not everybody, because not everybody's the same. The way that you can get to astral projection, uh, according to many people. Mm-hmm. Before I say all this, I have to say, because Corey and I chatted about this beforehand, but I told her I would wait till the podcast. Some of this research pissed me off. Okay. It really irked me. All and right. I'm going to tell you all why when I'm through with this. Okay. And you're going to get some of why when I tell you this. All right. So near-death experiences, meditations, mantras, uh, lucid dreaming. Hmm. And we'll talk more about that out at the bonfire because I think Corey and I might be on the same page as this. And that a lot of times when you can get to the astral plane and where people often go accidentally is when they're in a hypnagogic state state. and that is the time time right before you're falling falling asleep so think alpha alpha state state, slipping into theta state state. that's where you you can usually get to to the astral plane plane. some refer to or use transcendental meditation as a form a silent meditation or mantra there's no doubt in my mind anyway, that if you are visiting the astral plane, you are having an OBE, which is an out-of-body experience. I wondered if you were going to talk about OBEs because I yeah. forgot to. Oh, oh, yeah. good. Do you want to take off? No. Take, oh, okay. Just that the term was made popular mm-hmm. by Robert Monroe. Other authors who are really respected a long time ago, not modern day authors, who really brought this to the new age was Carrington and Muldoon. What is the difference between hypnagogic and hypnopomic. Hypnopomic. Hallucinations. Oh. Notice how they said hallucinations. They are both sleep-related hallucinations. The first one, hypnogogic, I know I'm saying it wrong. Okay. Hallucinations happen as you're falling asleep, and the other ones happen as you're waking up. Both types are usually 
cause for concern, according to the clevelandclinic.org. Oh, but wait, it gets worse. And we'll talk about that at the bonfire. A great place to read just a teeny bit is romdos.org. Do you I know love Ram Dass. Dass, yeah. I do too. Three Planes of Existence. He can talk a little bit about it. I already mentioned Colton Swab, who I love. And yeah. And I don't know if this next part that I have is for the library or for the bonfire. I'm just thinking about writing off experiences as just like hallucinations. Mm-hmm. Because like. Yeah, I really want to talk about that. I have that. many friends who have sleeping disorders. Mm-hmm. And they can tell the difference. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I do know. So, like, I know the difference between having, like, a lucid dream or a prophetic dream or a trance-like state and when I wake up and my nightmare comes with me. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I know the difference. Do you know the difference between when you might be talking to a deity and when voices yes. are telling you to do things that, uh-huh, we're going to talk about that at the bonfire. Mental illness and witchcraft. As a person a with bit. undiagnosed mental illness, yes, I can tell the difference. Mm-hmm. As a person with schizophrenia in my family history, I know that not everybody can. So, yeah, like, I know that I come from a place of, like, super ableness to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, this is a complicated and fussy-making issue. Yeah. Yeah. Should we head out to the bonfire and talk about it? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. If you're new to the astral plane, who gets to go and party up there? Who will you meet if you go and take your little red cup and walk around? Anyway, no, it's not. (laughs) I have to tell you, this episode Mm -hmm. is one that I put off for a long time as well because... It's as serious to me as shadow work. Oh, okay. That makes sense. It's it's pretty... You can fuck some stuff up, everyone. So <laughs> just be careful out there. Uh, but who who's there? It's a liminal space, but not all, in my opinion, not all liminal spaces are the astral plane. And okay. in my research, I found that everybody... Like the um, lucid dreaming, which we'll talk about after you find out that angels, spirits... Animals, mythical animals, demons. I definitely want to talk about that later. Ancestors, people you may have lost. Some people meet their spiritual guides there. Some people believe this is how you get to your past lives. Some people believe this is where you pick up your prophetic dreams. Mm -hmm. That's just a snippet of who you may meet up there. I did not meet my dragon familiar, who was so unexpected to me, in the astral plane. However... He goes to the astral plane with me all the time now. Sure. I am never alone. I never go without him anymore. So. Well, that's got to feel safer. Mm-hmm. Want to go back and forth? Well, what? I just, I don't, um, I don't consider the work that I do necessarily astral work. So I, uh, that's the perspective I am coming to mm-hmm. this with, which is like, I, I think probably the path working that I do could be considered astral work. I don't. Not because I don't think it is. I just, that's just not how I contextualize it for myself. Mm-hmm. I, I don't intentionally go looking to walk around in the astral realm. That's just not a thing I do. I, I don't, I, I just, I have never done that. I have done trance work and meditation work where I, and this is probably not the safest way to do this, so don't do what I do, probably. <laughs> but I just would do that and see where I'd go. <laughs> Which is probably... Were, were you tethered, at least? I, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I definitely was just like, oh, let's just see what happens. Uh, which is probably not the best way to do that. But I did, and I'm fine now and that feels like chaos magic to me it probably is but i i definitely know that when i'm doing path working i go somewhere Mm -hmm. but i have never considered it astral work and i don't know if i will but i don't i mean it doesn't mean it's not what it is well 
That was part of the problem I had. I, I have definitely been on the astral plane. And if I had thought I hadn't been when I worked with friend, the Shaw woman, yeah. I talk about all the time, I, we absolutely did. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Yes, yes. And yes, and yes. And after my working with her, and I worked with her for seven years, I can go pretty quickly to the astral plane, which I couldn't before. Yeah. It was a lot of training. When I'm out of practice, it takes me a long time to get path working going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and one of the things I read is that a lot of people consider lucid dreaming the astral plane. And I I can I'm see conflicted. why they I can see why they would because it's a it's another sort of level of yeah. consciousness. It is. And it, to have control in that place is is difficult to master. I can't do it. It doesn't feel the same to me. That's I, fair. I, I guess I feel like I'm still in my mind and the liminal spaces come to me mm. when I'm lucid dreaming. That makes sense. And that I'm I'm not having an out of body experience because let me tell you, when I have an out of body experience, oof, and I feel like when you go to the astral plane, it is an out of body experience. Yes. They are used a lot interchangeably, just everybody. Yeah. So that you know that. <laughs> and what is the astral plane? There was, I, I hope I find it in my notes. I, I don't see it right here, though. There was a theory about a celestial body that didn't make it through science when Kepler came along. Oh, there it is. I've just found it. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of people used to believe and still do that the astral plane is in a celestial sphere. That's a tongue twister. It is a tongue twister. And that couldn't be proven by Kepler. In the 1600s, Kepler, he proved a lot of other stuff along with that crazy Newton guy and uh, their apple cider. They did. They found a lot together and they found a lot that we still use today. I... What was it? Your star seed sign or whatever? I saw, mm-hmm. I found a lot of stuff about like your star seed mm-hmm. and things like that. I didn't get into it very much because it just looked like conceptually more than I could oh handle. Oh my gosh. I wish I had found that because one of the things in my notes is for me, this takes me to the fact that we're made of stardust. Oh, well, that's How wild. Is that? I was thinking about that a lot after oh, wow. our metal episode we recorded. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But. I saw a bunch of things that were like, find your star seed and learn how to project to the other stars and planets and stuff like that. And I was like, that's neat. I don't think that's for me, though. Like, I'm not super interested in that. Mm-hmm. That's not like this world is, and its layers are enough to contend with for yeah. me right now. Thank you so much. It was really interesting stuff that I just like conceptually could not handle oh, no, right I now. Read it. Like, I was just like, I can't hang. (laughs) This is a lot. Well, and in when we're talking about it. okay, this is the other thing that pissed me off. That guy. (laughs) When we were talking about celestial spheres and the fact that we. um, Gosh, who was it? Oh, it's from the cures.com article. Astral projection, a strange out of body experience or disassociative disorder. Oh, get fucked. Yeah. Sorry. Excuse me. (laughs) That was reflexive. I apologize. Fucking pissed me off. How dare you? I just was like. That's offensive to people who have dissociative disorder. Uh, yeah, thank you. Yes. Or who've gone through it and have treated it. It is so not. It's you not all the can't same. see my face, but I'm like so ready to fucking throw down with it's this guy. It's not the same. It's just not the same. And I say this now because of the Kepler and the science stuff. So there are actually two studies out there that are considered legitimate, but only I two. I hit this guy. I know. And one of them is the 21 grams. About how the spirit weighs 21 grams? Yep. The soul, the soul or whatever. When it leaves. That's, and that the fact that that doesn't happen to dogs, that they don't lose any body weight, that supposedly they don't have souls, which I think is a bunch of bullshit. They do have souls. But, <laughs> but if that's proof, and people have tried to dispute it and say, oh, no, it's this happening, it's that happening. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see what Martellus thinks of that, actually. Maybe I'll maybe I'll email her and follow up on that. But I guess they haven't been able to disprove that. And I have the guy's name here somewhere. But I listened to, to a really good episode of Sawbones about that. Did you? Yeah. And what did they say? It was just fascinating. They were just like, nobody's been able to conclusively prove or not prove that. Mm. But it was a fascinating story about the guy who ran the experiment. Mm-hmm. He's come the closest, I guess. Yeah. But... <laughs> So 
I'm really frustrated. Can you tell? I'm really, I can tell. really frustrated. You've got a lot of false starts. That's how I can tell you're fussy about something. There is nothing wrong with having a mental illness. No, not at all. And you have to be able to say that and admit that in order to help your mental illness. Yeah, you're not broken or no. wrong. You just need extra yes. support in a certain area. Exactly. Coming from trauma brain and a lot of disassociative disorders that I have worked on, I'm about to be 54. <laughs> For most of my life, I am here to tell you that my spiritual experiences are completely different than my mental illnesses. Yeah. Or, you know, and I know that word even just coming out of my mouth still has all this stigma to it mm -hmm. it really does mm -hmm. but it's not it shouldn't be they're they're normal especially when you get you know when things happen which they do when trauma happens our brains often break but they break in a way to keep us safe mm -hmm. so the fact that you would need help to go do that because you think you're traveling to purposefully traveling I am not here to argue that dissociative orders don't exist because I do believe they do. Yeah. Schizophrenia does as well. Spirits, they're already starting to prove it with the string theory, with parallel dimensions, with the fact that we can palpably now they're doing experiments where you can touch energy that we cannot see. Hmm. So that's also the thing about if if we are able to detach our spirit, our consciousness, our soul from our body mm -hmm. and travel out. Of course, that makes sense because we are energy and it's all part of this for me. So schizophrenia and I, I again, I don't want to if you are schizophrenic, do not stop taking your meds. That yes. is not what I'm suggesting or anything like no. that. But I do have to say what I would say is just always be aware be, yeah be listening and and with a critical ear yes and i think if you're told all your life that oh no this is sick this is wrong you're sick you're wrong that you can't even explore that yeah and again stay on your meds people stay on your meds stay on your meds oh my god keep doing your therapy if therapy is a thing you're doing yeah yeah and also like i don't know I don't know, man. There's just the human brain is so weird. Mm -hmm. And the human brain can make a lot of things true. I was just talking to yeah, my therapist about placebos. Yeah. Uh, because my doctor, when asking me when the last time I had a panic attack was and what it felt like and what happened to me, was like, I'm going to send you something that you can take next time you have a panic attack. And I was talking to my, which is great. Yeah. Cost six whole dollars. I got like 20 oh pills. Gosh. It's wonderful. Haven't had to use it yet. Okay. Thankfully. Because, you know, I haven't had any panic attacks mm. in a little while, which is great. But I was talking to my therapist and I was like, even if it doesn't work, mm. but my brain has decided it is working, I'm fine with that. I have no problem with that. Me either. And in that same way, I... I just, I just think that if what you believe enriches you and hurts no one, mm -hmm. then you should. And when I say hurts no one, I mean you. Yes, I was going to say that includes yourself. So like, if you are experiencing communiques from the energy of the universe around you, that's awesome and good. But if you are experiencing upsetting voices mm -hmm. that don't belong to you. Yep. Go see somebody. Yeah. Immediately. For sure. Because. And we've talked about that before, too. Yeah, we've talked about that before. It, it, both of us check in with our therapists. Constantly. You know? Yeah. And to, I think what really bothers me about the rhetoric of this guy's article is that mental illness is already so stigmatized. It completely others people. Mm -hmm. And to do what he's doing with the rhetoric of this article is to further other, mm -hmm. to further stigmatize, to make you seem not only ill, but crazy mm -hmm. on top of it. That's incredibly harmful. Mm -hmm. I want to talk just a teeny bit more about discernment because I, I think we're going to move into our, our experiences and then how you can approach this if you want to. You got me all worked up. 
I'm sorry. I'm, I know. I'm I was too, I'm in too much pain to get so like physically loudly worked up. So it's like just all happening in here. No. Come it's out, okay. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. I'm going to drink this delicious coffee. If anybody's worried, I did just say I'm in too much pain. I'm on my period. It's awful. Everything sucks. My body's trying to kill me. Don't even worry about it. Her body's trying to kill her. But don't worry about it, everyone. Just, just you know, just don't, don't even worry about trip. It. Don't even trip. It's fine. I'm fine. Discernment. Yes. When I was doing this research, yes, I tried to find a podcast that I thought was reasonable for you to listen to other than ours. That we might love be recommending. Fun. Yeah, so fun. I do love recommending other podcasts. And I ran across one that is just, it's that slimy car salesman feeling. Ugh. She talks about exploring it. She found a class for $1,000 that I just, you know, I... $1,000? Yeah. I believe, I believe in the sacred exchange. You know I do. 100%. Uh, but, and and I don't believe in capitalism, so that makes me a little bit different. Having commerce, said that... Commerce and capitalism are different. They are. Patagonia? Love Patagonia. Is a billionaire. And he's like, here's my money. Uh, yeah. Have it. But he did become a billionaire because he charged money and did lots of things and, you know, and all that. He's given it all back, which is great. So, we love that. I don't want to judge. <laughs> I'm not saying it's a bad class. Just be discerning. And if you've got the money, if it's in your budget, go for it. want to see what it's all about. If it's not, uh, don't. There's lots of stuff. And we're going to share some stuff with you. However, having said that, mm -hmm. I did spend seven years, as I said, <laughs> um, practicing this with another human being. But before that, this actually presented itself in my life. I've already talked about this on the podcast before. When a friend of mine went away to Wyoming for the summer mm -hmm. or for mm -hmm. two weeks mm -hmm. and I went over to take care of her cat and her book was out and her light was on and she was on page whatever of an Anne McCaffrey novel. And when I called her, I said, um, I think somebody was in your room. And she was like, and this was not the first day. This was not after she had just left. I had this dream last night that I was blah, 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 blah. But it didn't. And she goes, and here's what happened in the book. So I'm following along in the book. And I'm like, uh-huh. Uh -huh. And there you have it. So that was one of my first experiences. What was one of your first experiences with it? Or have you? With astral? You, yeah. I have you gone at all? Uh, I don't. I remember when I was a child and Charmed came out and mm -hmm. Prue could. I tried I tried so hard, uh, but I uh, have chronically had really terrible nightmares most of my wow. life, like every night. And I used to sleep like a tornado <laughs> with fists, <laughs> and like I used I I used to be a very active sleeper because my nightmares. When you're a child, it's it's more likely that you'll sleepwalk, sleep talk. Uh, move in your sleep in in like response to the impulses in your brain when you're older that stops usually i don't have that problem as much but i still have nightmares almost every night oh um Corey. it's it is the baseline at this point and it is okay uh when i'm sick they're worse and they are specific and they're awful but normally they're just normal nightmares mm -hmm. uh, but i remember when i was young i was like oh, i wish i could do that instead of having nightmares occasionally when i'm not having nightmares the dream is to have no dreams that's my dream that's mm. my like oh god what a life that must be but wow. when i'm not having nightmares uh i'm having very fucking strange dreams and very very infrequently not very often i'll have prophetic dreams mm -hmm. usually about innocuous shit but sometimes important stuff and never once have i ever been able to lucid dream really not once you've just given me a challenge i can't do it i know i know i, I know i can't but i i've tried I, with your permission i want to do some healing <laughs> sure. stuff for you love but that. we'll talk about it later I love that. okay it was not unusual for me to wake up with like blood on my hands from like punching Corey. my wall or like clenching my fists really tight and having little cuts on my palms that's terrifying yeah it is <laughs> It made me impossible to sleep next to for a long time. Wow. My sister and my mom used to like be like, who gets to sleep with the tornado? I I had a a little one who had night terrors the first couple, you know, five until she was five or six. But yeah. they were night terrors and, the, you know, they come yeah. fast and you can't really cling on to yeah. them and you scream and you're like, I don't know why. And yeah. 
every once that's in a while, different. every once that's in a while, different. mine um, cling to me a little bit when I'm waking up, uh, but not in a sleep paralysis way, not in a narcolepsy way. I don't have like a sleep paralysis demon. I'm not like I don't have sleep paralysis. Mm. I wake up and I'm very physically alert, mm-hmm. but mentally the whatever's going on in my brain is still like, hi. And I'm like, please stop. <laughs> You're creepy. Go away. Please stop this. I'm awake now. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I've I've had a lot of experiences, and I was like, what should I tell? I, I think I've shared. I don't. I don't. Sometimes I wonder. Sometimes what? I fear what you all might think of me because I love those movies, those revenge movies. <laughs> like oh, big fan of those. Yeah, big yeah. fan of those. I have never. I've not been to the astral plane where i feel like i'm walking through other people not at all i have done a ton of shadow work there with guidance with guidance everyone and one of the times i ran into three of my i ran into three people who caused a lot of my trauma Mm. who are no longer alive gotcha i burned them Oh, well, there you go. So there you go. Some people would say that that meant I took a part of their soul and burned it. And I maybe didn't have the right to do that. I don't think you did. Uh, I don't think that's what that was. But, you know, and friend did not think that's what it was either. But it was very healing. I think it, yeah, it must have been cathartic as heck. Yeah. I have also traveled back and talked to ancestors uh, who have passed away. I absolutely have done that. I have met animals there. And this did make me start to think there are other places that I go that I don't feel are the astral plane, but that they probably are. Mm. And uh, there are two very specific places that I have one of them literally been going to for as long as I remember. And that's why I know there is a difference between disassociation and traveling on the astral plane, because when the astral plane finally presented itself to me, I went, Oh, that's what that is. Yeah. Which, as opposed to all the other crap. I had one OBE, like a really like strong one, at a breathwork and sacred cacao ceremony I went to. I've had similar but very different experiences that felt similar but were very different in like um, shavasana at the end of, of yoga practices I've done or meditations that I've done. But this was literally like floating above my body looking down at myself, which was weird and i was glad that i was in a group that i felt safe and supported and i was with a friend and my friends were leading the ceremony and and it was you know it was really good it was just very scary it was very scary it was very brief i think probably it did not feel brief but it was definitely in the moment in the yeah it probably only was about five ten seconds they've done studies of people in surgeries and stuff like that and put clocks or Mm. or a sign or Mm. something up above and and it's about a 50 percent success rate so they still cannot definitively prove it i i know that halfway through my hysterectomy when i was in my 30s i i was out of my body for a little bit Mm. and and then went back in and it was much longer surgery than it should have been it was very very complicated i woke up during my wisdom tooth surgery oh oh. that's different that's different I, fo- I woke up. I came out of anesthesia and they were like, we had to put you back under. And because my dumbass has anxiety, I was like, is that going to cost more? And they were like, yes. And I was like, you have to ask my mom. And they, I don't remember any of this. And they went out and they were like, she wouldn't let us keep going unless we asked you if it was okay. And my mom was like, fucking yeah, yes. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently yeah. money is a stressor for me. Who would have no. thought? <laughs> And it shouldn't be. Anyway. Anyway. So let's move on to a couple of other things. You can choose to meet people there. So that's why the Reddit story was so interesting Mm -hmm. to me. And the one podcast that I still hesitate to mention it. It's called, I think it's called We Are All Idiots Here. (laughs) (laughs) That's a fun title. And. uh, Eh, Except the word idiot's kind of a problem. And. Uh, the the there's a their two hosts or their co-hosts and she talks about the fact that she met some people there and that she was getting direction from somebody who was remote viewing remote viewing is a whole other thing everybody I mean it, I it's read part a little of this. bit about yes. that 
if you if you want to do this, there are lots of and why do you want to do this? You need to you should check into that, listeners. You should check into why you might want to do this. Don't do what I did just to be <laughs> like, let's see where I end up. Sometimes you accidentally do it, though. And yeah. that's and so it's good to know if you're there, if you can identify it. But there's also a lot of manifestation that can happen. So what I believe that burning my <laughs> abusers was, was manifesting a healing of a wound and cleaning out a wound and sealing it. Right. Because it has not bothered me since. Great. So love that for you. It's been great. Also, uh, in order to get to, as you were saying, the cacao and the breath work and stuff, breath work people. I literally wrote breath work people. Please practice your breath work. There are things that I think you need to do before you intentionally try to do this. You were gonna say something. I just want to say also breath work. Yes. Depending on how you approach it and how you practice it. I would just say be, you know, take care because your breath keeps you alive and it keeps you conscious and mm -hmm. keeps you, you know, alive. So just be like, have care. I would not practice the way I practiced that time mm -hmm. without a buddy present. Mm -hmm. There are lots of breath exercises you can do alone. There's tons. Oh, yeah. But just like be conscious of that yeah you don't want to deprive your brain of too much oxygen but that's, some breathwork exercises can yes. do that and those are not the ones i'm talking about yeah. the ones i'm talking about are the ones that are going to get you into a relaxed state like of readiness i think the alpha state going into the alpha state the countdown into that is at least for me my experience is once i'm in the alpha state i am in a relaxed state of readiness i'm not asleep but I'm, yeah. So I'm, I like, uh, I have a hard time doing stuff right before I fall asleep because the way I fall asleep. You don't have to then. You don't have to do this when you're falling asleep. You can do this in the middle of the day, everybody. There's a lot of really fun exercises I've always wanted to try to do that are like right before you go to sleep. Notice this, notice this. But the way that I fall asleep is so abrupt oh. that like <laughs> there is no time. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'm jealous. I just conk out. This is what I want in my life, everybody, oh, to fall asleep man. and stay asleep. Ah, uh, age. Uh, I, the other... <laughs> that cracks me up, Corey. <laughs> Sorry. I'm like awake and then I'm not. <laughs> Very quickly. Boom. Very much. Corey made a face earlier today that <laughs> and I was like, you, you look like a cartoon. <laughs> You're so adorable. Okay. Uh, so practice your breath work, practice your alpha state work and staying awake. You need to be able to be conscious before you end up going on a trip. Uh, also, the body scan technique is really nice. Do you know what that is? When it, If you've been in acting class, it's where you tighten your toes and loosen your toes, tighten your heels and yeah. And uh, that's also one of the exercises to meditate before sleeping. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Um, if that does not work for you, it works really well for me. What? There's something it's called something, something yoga. I can't remember what it's called. Anyway, it's not important. That's OK. Go ahead. And there are some other ways to protect yourself. You need to have a tether. If you saw my couple of posts on lucid dreaming on dream work, which I then had to pause because that spread around the time Riley started getting sick. So Aww. I just didn't have time, but I'll go back to it, y'all. I promise. It's some of the same stuff. You need a tether when you go to the astral plane. A lot of people call it the silver cord. Some people call it a rope. I read something somewhere where somebody said, such and such developed the rope technique. And I'm like, you know what, y'all? Uh, no, the silver he cord didn't. is referenced in the Bible. Uh, yeah. And not only that, I think. I, I, I did not know about. Well, I must have because I read it, but it was in my subconscious. But I didn't identify that. And I was like, oh, I've got this silver cord when I, you know, when I was mm -hmm. doing stuff when I was younger that now, of course, I go back and go, oh, yeah. Yeah. So he did not develop it, in my opinion, in my opinion. Have an anchor. Sure. Circles. Oh, my gosh. Circles. If you are into casting circles, cast yourself a circle before you do it. If you're not, or even if you are. A circle of salt around you or salt in the bedroom, in the corners or in whatever room you're in doing this. It right. doesn't have to be a bedroom. I would not suggest doing this outside. Do I, I know some people do. 
You should break. I don't don't think I would feel safe. Yeah. I mean, even I've been tempted out in my backyard, but the fact is you're leaving your body. Maybe if somebody else was with you and watching your body. If you wanted to come use my back deck, you can. Or what? If you wanted to come use my back deck, you could. That'd be kind of fun. Maybe we should try that sometime. Yeah. I, to your point about, yeah. like, you're believing your body. Mm-hmm. I think casting a circle in this case or protecting yourself is, I think, very vital. Yeah. Because you're not in there anymore. Mm-hmm. No. And I don't believe you are. It really is an out-of-body experience. And I don't think, like, you should just live in fear that something yeah. else will occupy your body. Because that's oh, no. not really probably the thing. But, like, just protect your body. Yeah. It's your house. There are. <laughs> you live there. You do. It is your house. And here, here, it's so funny. I've been on a car metaphor. You know, it's your car. <laughs> this is your car. It gets you through life. Your meat sack. Your, as meat, they say. your yes. meat mech. Yeah. And you got to take care of it. And mm-hmm. and so make sure it's okay when nobody's driving it. Yeah. Because your capital, <clears throat> your capital S self drives your lowercase s self. Yes. And on that note, I also wanted to say, so my experience about creating that wound, that shadow work, I, some people would call that the lower level of uh, the astral plane. And my other place that I've gone to since I was a kid, some people would refer to that as the higher level of the astral plane. Some people believe there are three levels to the astral plane in our witchcraft community. Hmm. I have finally finally started reading or listening to uh, psychic witch by matt oh mm, by matt (laughs) by my friend matt no i don't know him he's got some good stuff in there uh, in a lot of exercises i'm not very far into it but i before this episode went and tried to read i i i I own it a physical copy because i don't like reading on my computer but I went ahead and downloaded a Kindle so that I could search for astral plane. And I, I don't think I couldn't grasp, but he really thinks about it and astral projection. So maybe my skipping around is bad. Just and missing context. Yeah, or yeah. Missing. And so I'm going to go back and read it and see sure. if he says anything about it, because I understand from a lot of people who've read his book that they think uh, that it's a lot of, especially for young witches, really new, valuable, solid information that can be consumed in a way that they can grok it earlier than we all did, or that they can practice and they have tools to practice so that they can get there on their own. And that for those of us who've been doing it a while, some just like, just like acting, it's like, this is an acting book. And <laughs> I knew that I did that before. I don't need that. acting book. It's like, and I've, I know some people have done that with this because they're like, yeah. I've done that for a long time. And Matt never claims, or at least not that I've read uh, or heard, uh, that, that he's the one who created it, unless he actually did. He credits Lori Cabot a lot. He credits a couple other people, uh, Christopher Penzak, I think, and a couple other people. So anyway, I'm really enjoying it so far, but I'm only a couple of chapters in. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And other than that, I... I, I could keep talking about this, but it's it's been a long episode. <laughs> <laughs> and Corey needs to go home. I mean, I, mean, I have stuff I got to do on the way home. I got yeah. to run. Oh, my gosh. Blech. And Mercury retrograde. So there you go. Blech. Well, anything else? I can't think of anything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. This is the most focused I've felt in many days. So that's good. <laughs> making up for my unfocus no with runa not at all true not at all true also i will say i'm not 100 percent focused because i was just an interrupting machine no it's fine no it's okay okay whatever it's okay anyway uh, so thank you Detta, for your incredible patience oh, whatever should we send up some sparks let's do it okay. do you want to go first i don't care you go you first wanna... okay Take my pen uh, make some noise sorry come here I got it. I had three others ahead in like because I pre-planned them mm-hmm. before this one, but I can't wait for the to I jumped ahead in my line because I just discovered something that you all have to go and discover. What is it? It's called Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. And maybe you have seen it on the internet since 2010, but I had not. And when Tammy and I went on our anniversary, oh my gosh, when Tammy and I went on our anniversary up to McMinimum's, for one thing, 
we found a tarot deck by uh, Marty and and uh, Marty Faber and I know her so and Amy. Their tarot deck was there and all this uh, mystical and magical stuff. But they also have a movie theater on the campus. I call it a campus. They have that in a lot of their places. I didn't know that. Yeah. And it's much cheaper. So it was like five bucks. And Tammy was like, that's is what's playing. Let's look at the trailer. And I was like, oh, it's so cute. I cried like up crying if you've seen up i had those kind of tears but it was so joyful and so happy and so awesome and now i'm obsessed and i really want to see the netflix or not the netflix but the youtube uh shorts that they made before they were able to do this oh marcel marcel yeah i recognize marcel the shell i follow lenny the blob and if you like lenny the blob i think you'll really like marcel the shell with shoes on. I happened to go on to Lenny's page this morning because they had a new video out. I Such good stuff for your mental health and affirmations and just feeling good about yourself. Thank you, Lenny. Not <laughs> that you're listening. But Lenny the Blob, I was like, I wanted to thank them for that and say that I think they might have a kindred spirit. And if they haven't seen it, I don't know if this blob goes to see movies, but if they haven't, they need to go see Marcel the Shell because they will definitely find a kindred spirit. So if you like Lenny the Blob, you'll like Marcel the Shell. Marcel the Shell with shoes on. He's adorable. He's so adorable. Played by Nancy. Nancy? No. Jan, I don't remember her I name. Don't I don't know her name yet, but I'm going to memorize it because I'm becoming obsessed with it. So, <laughs> so, so that's my spark. I really think you all should go see it. Is it witchy? Well, yes. As a matter of fact, you will find a lot of magic in it. So there. All right. So <laughs> Corey, there. what's yours? Uh, my spark today. My brain stalled. Sorry, I'm back. <laughs> you know, when you have to pull the chain on your mm-hmm. lawnmower to get it going again. That's what I just did. I want to talk about author and folklorist Piper CJ. So if you're on TikTok, you probably know who she is because we're probably on similar sides of TikTok. She is a folklorist who talks about folklore type things. She just did a, a video, was it yesterday or two days ago, about the Slenderman, which was fascinating. And it was like a minute and a half and it was fascinating. But her Instagram is just chock full of like super rad stuff. And you should check out her website because books, there's books to read, baby. You know, she's an author and she's funny and she's beautiful and she's so, so smart. And I just cannot recommend her enough. Even if you just want to come for the lols, go follow her TikTok. Um, follow her Instagram and I'm gonna really shoot my shot there and I'm gonna be like, hey, you wanna come on the podcast? So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see if that how that goes. I'm putting it in the universe. Manifest it. That Put would be amazing. That would be amazing. Cause yeah, she's okay. great. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Cause she's great. Wow. Well, cool. She looks amazing. <laughs> I love her bio on Instagram. 825K plus on TikTok because y'all are lunatics. <laughs> <laughs> I just love her so much. So please check her out. And that's my spark. Cool. Yeah. I can't wait to dive into her work. I know. I want to see her books. Yeah. A little bit fay. <laughs> I don't know. I can't wait. Now I've gotten, I have to publish classes tonight. I don't get to do this. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid Sucks. work. I know. I have to go back to work. But, <sighs> well, Corey, thank you. Hey, thank you. This this wasn't quite as heavy as the shadow work episode, but yeah. please take it seriously yeah. if you're going to explore this. I agree. I mean, other people have horror stories out there that I have absolutely not experienced, but I believe them. And I do believe, I don't know what demons and evil and devil actually are, you know, yeah. out there. But there is negative energy out there and it manifests in certain ways. And I know people who've run into that when they've yeah. been on the astral plane. So just be careful. And I'm not saying you're going to. And I, I, like I said, I've, yeah, I don't know. We have to have Diane on. Diane, Rachel. Oh. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, because she fun. said she'd come talk about it. She's in. So she's, yeah, she said she would come. And Amy Blackthorne is ready to come back as well and talk about her new book. Her new, that. her newest one that she just released that we're a little bit late getting her in on here. And then she's got another one coming out too. Wow, prolific. Yeah, I know. Cool. All right. Well, until next time, be well. Act with intention. And don't forget, you are magic. Thank you so much for listening. Please, if you are so inclined, follow us on our socials, which is Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Bonfire Babble Podcast. You can also follow us or join us on Patreon at Bonfire Babble Witches on Patreon and our website at bonfirebabble.com. You can also join our community on Discord by clicking the link in our link tree. If you're into snail mail, you can send us that at P.O. Box 16341, Seattle, Washington, 98116. And if you want to do that electronic thing, we're at bonfirebabblepodcast at gmail.com. Please also, if you have a moment, leave us a rating or a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen. It helps us out. It also helps other people find us. Yeah, and if you do it on Apple where you can actually write something, we will shout you out your name. Thank you again for listening. Bonfire Babble Podcast recognizes that we live and record on the traditional lands of the Duwamish tribe. We honor their past and present stewardship of the beautiful land and the life-giving energy they provide. To learn more about the tribe, go to realrentduwamish.org.